Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I'm joined by none other than the Android-loving Mario Amaral. What is going on, buddy? What's up, man? What's up? Um, and, and I call you the Android-loving because uh, Google I.O. just happened, and yes. uh, we've had conversations where you're already considering leaving iOS to try, <sighs> quote-unquote, try Android. So here's what it is, man. Here's what it is. Since we're getting right into it, okay? Yeah. We're not even going to talk about the weather today, which is no weather. freaking it's insulting. Shitty. Okay? And the fact that it's Mother's Day. Oh, that's okay. true. It's true. Yeah, it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day ha- to all the mothers Happy out Mother's Day to all the mothers, including my own. Yes, including my own and my stepmother. And But and beyond my that. mother-in-law. And all the women in my life that are mothers, happy Mother's Day. Hell yeah. We appreciate you. Um, but you're yeah, a so, traitor to the iOS. Yeah, okay. So let, let, let me get into that just because you brought that up instantly. Okay. Yeah. I have always been. A traitor, yeah, I will always be a true Android fanboy. Always. From the beginning. I was always on Android, and you were the iPhone, iOS person, okay? God. I would I prefer always... the word God, iOS God. <laughs> so it, it was always that way for a long time. And then I don't know what happened exactly. I don't remember what moment where I officially switched over. Because I did go back and forth a lot. But my main, um, you know, my main... Um, Operating system was was Android. What was the thing in recent years? Or back in the day? Because in recent years, it was like, I got you on the Apple Watch, and then ever since Okay, before you you talk about that demon of the Apple Watch, before you talk about that demon that just suffocates me and and just grapples onto, like, my heart. It's got you you by the balls. It's got me by the goddamn fucking cojones, okay? That Apple Watch is just, like, the worst thing I've ever used. You know, it's it's got me hooked with its claws. But, okay, so at some point, I know I've had a lot of Nexus devices. I've had the Galaxy Nexus, which was one of my favorite phones, which was Samsung's... um, you know, uh, involvement hardware-wise with Google making the software, which was awesome because you got some, at that time anyways, some great hardware with the best software out there. Yep. And then I had a lot, and then I had a Samsung S3. That was the last Samsung I had officially that I used, like, on a proper daily basis. That was the one that you dropped and it broke. Yeah, literally it fell, like, not even a foot and it just the screen went purple and i was like never again will i buy this garbage of a samsung so i i I didn't i mean i've had samsung's but only to probably test never had them on a on like a daily runner so i don't remember when was the moment because okay i will i do remember the iphone 4 being like an amazing device that i did own yeah, we were both stoked for the iPhone 4. Yeah. I had bought a 3GS, just... and then like four months later, I bought a 4. So I don't think I've ever... Uh, I definitely did not own the original. I did own a 3GS, but it wasn't like I got it right when it came out. I didn't... Uh, and before the 3GS, there was just a regular 3G, correct? Yeah, there was a or, 3G and then the 2G. Right. The 2G, the original phone, the 3G, and then the 3GS came out. I don't think I ever owned the original 3G. 
and I never owned the 2G, which was the half metal, half plastic uh, OG phone, but I do remember owning a 3GS, and then the 4 came out, and it was like, holy shamoli, here's like, it's a crazy design. Like, this thing is just sexy. Like, it was the sexiest phone out there. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a gorgeous design. And then, of course, it had its issues. Everyone, you're holding it wrong and all this, you know, whatever. The antennas. whole antenna gate thing, yeah. Yeah, the antenna gate. And then the five, uh, the 5 came out. And it was basically just elongated, maybe a little bit thinner version. But then they took out the complete glass back, correct? They That's when they added the aluminum in the center and then the two glass parts on the back. Because I remember the 4 was complete glass on the back. Yeah, so the 4 and the 4S were sandwiched. Oh, 4, 4S, yeah. 4 and 4S were sandwiched glass between a metal band and an aluminum band. And then in the 5, they switched the that to a glass back. Sorry, a full aluminum case. Right. So it was and then like that's- the... The SE, basically the SE these days, right? And I think it was the 5S was the first one to introduce Siri. You had to have a 5S, I think. Uh, Siri yeah. was Either Siri 4S was or 5S. I think it might have been the 5S. It might have been the 5S. So in between there, somewhere from the 5S to the 6, I do remember owning like a 6 Plus. In between all that time, there was a lot of times I owned One Plus devices. Yeah, you would so switch between still... an iPhone and a OnePlus. You'd sell each of them and then go back to the other one. Like then, it'd always be like the first six months from an iPhone, you would have an iPhone. Like September till like March, if that's six months, I don't know. Right. To, to, yeah, um, you would have an iPhone, and then they would do the OnePlus, whatever their version of like Google I/O is. I forget what this like an event. And they would announce a new phone, and you would sell your iPhone and buy a OnePlus phone. And yeah, you, like I was... And then you would have that phone for six months, and then you would sell it to buy the next iPhone, and you did that a couple of times. Right. So I, I do have... First of all, I will say the first thing is I get bored of phones really easily. And even though they all literally basically do the same thing, and there isn't much... Okay, so I think this is where it, it's become devastating for me like now it's at the point where every phone is basically doing the same thing even when it comes to the os they're so similar back then when i was switching it was like a totally different experience every time android was ahead of the game on you know having all these features that and people might argue with me and say they still are not really anymore there's sometimes where i see features from ios coming onto android finally that i'm like why were they never on android there, there you know is I mean? a lot of feature parity. I see, like, I get what you're saying. There's totally back then it, a ton yeah. of feature parity in both platforms that at these days, like, it makes either, like, choosing either is now just a personal preference. And and now it's, yeah, now it's just becoming, like, testing out different hardware. And my biggest issue right now is sometimes if you go from, like, let's say an iPhone, at the moment I have an iPhone uh, XS Max, right? Let's say you go from that. That's, like, a premium Uh, flagship design that's a premium quality material phone and then you go and you're like you know what let me see what uh for example what the oneplus 6t is doing that phone is still high quality but it's on a slightly different level or let's say i wanted to try something where i'm like well you get your bang for your buck at like uh six hundred dollars here well they've had to cut corners somewhere and then i feel it you know what i mean like i feel that 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 premium 
downgrade and then it, it kind of bothers me even though the OS could be really good that premium downgrade um but I am at that point now where it's like I always want to try something new so when Android announces like IO announces a bunch of new stuff I want to try it out right away and there's like it's very hard for me because I'll explain to you one of my biggest issues right now with going back from going back and forth from iOS to Android. I love to use both platforms. It's just the way I am. I like to experience both. Yeah. Um, I, ha I have to say that iOS, IS, um, iMessage was one of the biggest factors for me. It's not so much a factor for me anymore. It's kind of like it, it is really good to have, but there's so many other ways of doing uh, messaging out there, whether it's, you know, WhatsApp or anything. So that's not really like the point I, for I, me where while I While I agree, I would say it's still not the same. I mean, it's still not the same. I 100% I agree, but I, I don't think I use many of the features that iMessage um, offers anyways. And what I mean by that is like when I text message, probably the only things I miss from iMessage is um getting the read receipts and uh, me emojis yeah clearly and of course um you know high quality photos and stuff like that which is the only thing really because i don't use many of the other features that iMessage uh offers so it's it's not a huge deal and and sending high quality messages and getting read receipts can be done on a plenty of platforms with with messaging you know what i mean yeah so like every other platform every other platform so i think the biggest thing for me Honestly, going back and forth is is finding a watch. And here, let me let me say one thing. It's not about like, oh, I have to have a watch because I'm used to having a watch and that's what it is. And it needs to be on my wrist just for, you know, the sake of being on my wrist. It's not that. It's it's so convenient, especially on my day to day. It's like a must have, like at work, checking text messages it's it's a must have to have it on my wrist i cannot be pulling out my phone every single time i just can't and sometimes i get text messages from my like supervisor you know what i mean he has like the company phone and he'll send me a message if he can't reach me another way he'll be like hey you know do this or can you check on this or whatever and if that was just in my phone i wouldn't hear it like i'm in a really loud atmosphere yeah like that message coming to my wrist just saves me Another thing is like when I listen to music, I control all my music, whether it's volume, skipping tracks, choosing tracks, all on my watch, everything. I control my a lot. A lot of times I control, um, you know, um, my smart home features like lights and stuff like that through my watch. These are all things I'm used to. So what I'm trying to do is when I want to go back to that Android platform to like play around with it for a bit, I'm not worrying about iMessage. I'm not worrying about apple watch in the sense of it has to be like as great as an apple watch i just need it to do what i'm already doing with it even if it's not doing it the best even if it's not doing it perfectly but at least doing it but there's a lot of things you can't do so recently i purchased two more watches to try this again <laughs> you know what i mean and, yeah. and one of them was the um samsung the, active the, the samsung active okay samsung okay. gear active and the Fossil Sport Watch, the Fossil Gen 4 Sport Watch. Oh, you mean the Google Sport Watch now? Right, because Google bought out, at least they bought hardware off them or they bought the division? I don't they know. Bought if they the bought the entire hardware division. They bought the division. Okay, so as of right now, that's one of the top watches with uh, Android Wear on it is that sports watch. It's like um, less than $300 right now on sale. It has one feature that I was really looking forward to. Which is the, uh, it has like a crown that you can scroll through the UI, just like an Apple Watch. And that was like something I was looking forward to. 
here's a few things right away taking the watch out of the case. It feels cheap. Yeah. It feels cheap, man. And it's a fossil watch. And it's like normally 300 and some odd dollars. And I did not expect it to feel as cheap as it did. But that, like I said, that's not a big deal to me. Yeah. The screen didn't look as sharp as it does on my uh, Apple Watch. Th- that's okay. You know, that's not a big deal for me. But here's <laughs> the shit that just ruined it for me. Yes, I can control my music. Okay. But okay. It's, it's it's just a tiny more complicated, like a little sluggish, but that's fine. But one of the things I couldn't do is like just say the keyword to my watch and tell it to turn on or off the lights and it won't do that. The assistant on the watch does not control any smart home features. What the fuck are you thinking? On either of them? Like, because one of them is Tizen and it uses Bixby in the other No, I'm not talking about that watch right now. I'm just talking about Wear OS. I will get to Tizen or Tizen. The Wear OS, Google's assistant, Google's software, it does not connect. Unless I'm doing something wrong, and I've looked it up, okay, people? It does not connect with Google Home. You cannot tell the assistant on your watch to turn on or off the lights. It tells you that you have to use the home app to do that. Yeah. Okay, that blows my mind. That blows my mind. That's that's one of the big key factors for me. The other one was I pick up my Apple Watch and I say, hey, send a message to my wife. It then gives me a timer and sends it off. There's no physical touching this watch. And if I want to make it even faster, I just click on the crown and I turn off the screen and it will send that message instantly. Okay. Or you hit the send button. Okay. But the crown is very easy to touch. Wearing gloves. And just letting the timer go off is very easy on an Android Wear. I send that message. It will not. It, it will listen to the message. It'll write it out, but it will not send it until I send it, until I hit send, which I can't do when I'm wearing gloves. That's annoying. Okay, so that's two factors for me right there where I turned on the watch, tried the features I need on a daily, okay, and I was like, okay. And by this, box. he means like he got dressed up and then he went all the way to work. All the way to work. And Sat, turned on all the machines while everything was off. Just turned them on. Yeah. Had to talk to the security guard to let me in. Turned on all the machinery. He said hi to so Master Splinter this. and then yeah. he tested it. <laughs> okay. So then my second hope here is taking out this Samsung Gear Active. Like, guys, we take this seriously. We do real world we testing. We do. We do. Okay? I, I got to get a YouTube channel. I got to get videos of me going into there and doing this. So I get the Samsung I just Galaxy. Imagine, bro, I just imagine you like... Hey guys, I was, it's very it's very loud here, but uh, we're gonna try the Samsung watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, uh, Bob, back there. I need you to be yelling just like it's a Monday, okay, man? I need you really full out just yelling right go now. Go and drive all the machines that you can at the same time. I know it's dangerous, Please. but I think you can do it. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah. So learning that one of the possible ways of me getting all these features on my watch would be to use IFTTT or IFFTT. Yeah, IFTTT, you're right. Okay, IFTTT. It stands for if this, then that. Yeah, and then there's another one called that's by the same company called Push That Button or Easy Button or something like that, okay? Okay. This is now just too much work for me. It's, It's pointless because that app itself has, for me in the past, stopped working at times. So now it's just like you've just ruined it for me. Um, also, dictation on it. 
Um, neither of the watches are perfect, but Google's Wear OS is just, it's still very you, slow. You were testing these with a, a like an Android phone. You have yes. a side phone or something yes, like that? Yes, an Android okay. side phone I have. I was testing okay. it with the uh, Sony Xperia XZ2. Oh, yeah. I forgot you got that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was testing it with that. With the Wear OS, made sure everything was updated. Gave the phone a few hours to update anything in the background. Didn't want any excuses, right? Then I get the Galaxy, and I don't know if it's called the Galaxy Gear Active or the Samsung Gear Active or the Galaxy Active, whatever it's called. It's their new sport watch that doesn't have their rotating crown, uh, the rotating bezel. Yeah, like okay? the one it's they kind of just announced not too long ago. Right. Yeah, okay. That's on sale at like two fifty nine, Already? Including a wow. Free, yeah, including like a free um, wireless $80 charger, okay, that okay. they give you. Uh, anyways, pick that up. It, it comes, you know, I take it out. First thing I realize right away is this thing is small. It's like a 1.1 inch screen. Okay. It's small, but I turn it on and here's a few things that surprised me. Number one, the screen quality. I'm happy again. It looks like my Apple watch. Okay. Like super expected retinas. from Samsung. Right. Super, uh, OLED, beautiful screen. Just the, um, the colors on it, the, the graphics they use. It just, it looks amazing. Okay, so I'm really happy about that. Number two, this thing is snappy. Like the the Tizen freaking OS is snappy. It's the way that Android Wear should be. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I use Bixby. It's actually working. I'd say it's probably even working a little bit better than Google Assistant on the Wear OS for sending messages and all that. Sometimes it picks up, you know, on voice a little bit too long, you know, and that's a yeah. little annoying, but... It does send the message automatically without me having to, you know, click. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this, this is done. One of the things, you know what I mean? All right. No, it can't control any of my smart, my smart devices. Okay. I'd have to get, uh, the Samsung smart things. So I'd have to get a whole hub, a separate hub to do this. Okay. Okay. Or I don't know if they have the IFTTT app because their app library is not as big as, uh, Google's. Yeah. Cause so it's Tizen. It's Tizen. And then here I am, I'm like, okay, one more thing. I control my music. So I download Spotify, you know. I get Spotify on there to test it. And I have to download Spotify app on the watch. This is one thing that really annoys me with Wear OS, Tizen, whatever, Tizen. It's that it just doesn't mirror like iPhone, like Apple Watch does. It doesn't mirror the apps on your on your phone automatically and just install them if you want them or not. Or You at have least to get you, separate apps for each Yeah, it's like platform. a whole different app platform you know what i mean so okay that's fine. i think that's just the nature of those platforms in general right like right i don't so think then universal I, apps are a thing on the other two on on android or even on Tizen. i don't think so so i'm basically at the point where like, I, I just want to get this over i don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about this goddamn yeah, yeah, watch yeah. experience yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. so i get i get into this i i get the app now i have to like go on the website and like uh, one of those like um, clarify that it's you kind of thing and and let the app link kind of thing if if that makes any sense kind of like linking your Netflix on your TV yeah like Crave and all that stuff does yeah the same yeah thing. so it's like, go to this website and put in this code and magic. so I link it and first it tries playing the music on a Bluetooth device and whatever I find out in the settings I could I could make it that it's just controlling the music on my phone and not trying to control the music on something else like play the music on my watch and control another Bluetooth headset. If that makes any sense. So I find out that setting, yeah. I'm fine. But here's the messed up thing. You literally can only go track forward and track back. That's it. And maybe pause play. 
That's it. There's no other feature. There's no volume feature. <laughs> There's nothing. You can't do anything else. Volume is important. So you can't me. even tr- control it with the crown? There's no crown on the, the active. Oh, on the active. Okay. Uh, There's weird. no... Like, you go into settings, and it's like these settings are only available if you're playing music from the watch or something like that. So everything has to be controlled on your phone. Again, this is not something... I can't do this. I cannot be pulling out my phone. I have to be able to control all this from my watch. Why? Because I'm used to it. If you take that away, you're ruining my, I can't even like experience it enough to give you, to give you like an opinion because it's already broken for me. It's instantly broken out of the box. Yeah, these are things it, that it's are not broken. Given. It just doesn't fit your need. No. And what I mean, like these are to me, in my opinion, some of these things are basic. They're just basic. And don't get me wrong. Maybe somebody using Samsung music app from the watch to their phone probably yeah. works like a lot better. But Spotify is one of the biggest apps out there for streaming music and listening to it. This should have all the features, including controlling the volume. But I will I, say I totally you, agree. So the the UI on the, on the Samsung is a lot cleaner, a lot nicer. Um, the watch is great for anybody who doesn't care about these things out of those two watches. You are missing out on the assistant 100%. And if you're going to be asking your watch what the weather is and stuff, Bixby still does it a lot better than I remember got the S3 Frontier or whatever it was. Yeah. It's come a long way from even that. Uh, there was, and neither of these watches, there was the call feature because that's something I didn't need. I don't make enough calls on my phone for it to be a deal breaker for me on my watch, sorry, for it to be a deal breaker. And I didn't want to mess around with getting pissed off over that like I did last time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're looking for a budget watch and you want something quality wise that looks really good and snappy, I would say that Samsung Active definitely is, is worth it. It's like is of the two it. is worth right. it. Right. If you don't care about having the Google Assistant on your watch and you just kind of care about like text messaging and, and that watch is 100% towards like active, active living, right? Like it has even like a blood pressure monitor for, from what I understand. So it's got all the sensors you need. Uh, and well, it's meant to be a watch and an activity tracker. An act- so yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So if you're looking for that, I would say stay away, f- stay away from the, the Android Wear just right now. If you're looking for like something like a Fitbit, but just a little bit more smart. Yeah, that that Samsung was, was it's a beautiful watch. Like I'd prefer it a little bit bigger, definitely, because I have big wrists. So yeah, that's that's the story. They both came out of the box with within 24 hours. They both went back into the box. Um it's sad. It's sad. I mean, we'll, you're going to continue to try this until I'm you gonna finally continue, find something. So, so that I could like, listen, I am so like, like there is no difference between Android and iOS really right now when it comes to software. So like the major thing for me is hardware and I always want to try different hardware. I'd and say it's I hardware it and services like hardware and services. I'd say right now, Google definitely has like, they're, they're coming out with some really cool freaking, um, you know, AI in their devices, you know, in, in the uh, Google Assistant realm is really like stepping it up. And I'm just like looking forward to trying some of these new features. So before we get into some of the I.O. stuff here, I would like to say I did personally order a Pixel 3a. Cool. That that's did, uh, so. the new like essential like type phone, right? Yeah, that's the new. In my opinion, that's the new. Hey, if anybody came up to me right now and they said they had a budget, like a budget, like I mean, like they said I have six hundred dollars, six hundred and fifty dollars max, and I had the option of giving them the One Plus, 
uh, you know, as an option, paying a little bit more, they'd get higher specs. I would still go the Pixel 3a. And there's one main reason. And, and here it is. Living in Canada, people, something like a Pixel 3a, number one, um, customer service going through Apple is going to be a lot. I'm going through Google is going to be a lot better. Uh, number two, carrier compatibility. Now you don't think of this being a big deal. And this is a lot of reasons I had a lot of problems with enjoying my one pluses in the past. Um, if you go to a carrier right now and you want voiceover LTE, you want extended um, LTE range, you want some of these features, they work with big manufacturers to make sure those phones uh, are allowed on their system. Now, yeah. OnePlus is, doesn't have any of these features, not because it can't support it, because it hasn't worked out with the carriers to allow that device to support that. Not because they don't have the hardware for it, but because they're not, they're just software wise, they're not giving them what they need to, to link into that. Yeah. Right. So with, with a pixel, you're getting that you're going to go, you're going to get into Fido Rogers. You're going to get into freedom mobile. You're going to have all the available options and you're going to enjoy it more than having these phone with this, these crazy specs. But guess what? You don't have voiceover LT. You don't have long uh, uh, extended range LT. You don't have all these things because guess what? The carrier doesn't support that phone under its list of supported phones. It'll still work. It'll still give you LTE, 3G, it's still text. But there's just certain features that has to be based on a carrier side, which is based on the hardware they support. Yeah. And with a big manufacturer like Google, it's going to support it. That's where I would say, listen, it makes sense. Plus, the phone is not that... You're basically old. giving the same reason why you would buy an iPhone. Like, right. It's because the support is there. That's like the reason why you buy a device. Because there's like a million Apple stores and you can get your device serviced whenever you need. As long as it's within warranty. It's the same thing. Like going with a bigger company for your servicing needs, even though they're kind of new to the phone game, right? Like... It's still going to be a way better experience than trying to get a small ass company like OnePlus to to get you a new phone or to send in for repair or whatever, right? Yeah, that's and the, the, that's where I'd say the 3A for many other reasons because that's part of the news today. They did just announce two new budget phones. Basically, in my opinion, these are you know going back to the roots of the uh, the Nexus, but without having the flagship um processors in them right they did downgrade the processors i think that's probably the biggest thing they've downgraded because yes they might have downgraded quality in the sense of now these three a's are plastic versus glass they don't have wireless charging uh for some people that's a big deal for me as an everyday user i use wireless charging on a daily basis so for me that is kind of a hit but one of the big things that they're doing here kind of a reverse role is giving you an op camera in a budget phone, which is like unheard of. You usually get like, well, you know, I mean, they're overpowered people. Sorry. Yeah. OP they're, but their, their, their cameras are all based on software, right? It's on not, software. it's not the optics of the camera that make their cameras good. Like it probably helps, but like we know that Google's cameras are great because Google's software is great. But the only way to get that software is on a pixel. No. And I'm not saying otherwise I'm saying, and, yeah, and don't get me wrong. They're the, gonna the, they're gonna reserve that software for their own devices, which there are people out there that have gotten the APK hacked for other 
devices, but it's not the same. I will say, even though, so I've seen night sight photos and some of them are really nice and sharp and some of them aren't. Some of them have an increased amount of noise in them. And, and like, yeah, while you can see the image, it's still not a quality image, if that makes any sense. No, I get it. Yeah. Again, like a lot of, uh, so the 3A, so let me just get behind why I ordered the 3A. I am really excited to try the Android Q beta which is on beta three right now. I'm really excited to try out some of the new things on there that I'm hoping we will talk about today, or at least get a chance to talk about. Maybe if I shut up a little bit and we can continue on this. Uh, I'm really excited to try a lot of the new beta um, features. And that's why I got the three a plus it's, it's a budget phone. How soon will you get this? Like I'm, I'm, guaranteed it by tuesday okay so i could have got it monday or possibly even friday i just didn't pull the trigger uh because i wasn't 100 percent sure my whole my whole thing was i have to make a i may i have to make sure i have a watch yeah before i go ahead and get this but i just came to the conclusion where i'm like you're not gonna I just, get a watch i'm not gonna get a watch and my my second best option would be to just use my old fitbit yeah uh because yes i'm not gonna be able to do the music and all that but most likely I'm not going to use the phone for much longer than like a week. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to test out the beta. So I do want to, I want to test out the phone hardware wise. Like, Have you ever tried an, an Apple watch on Android? What do you mean? Like having my phone, like, like all could that? Could you not? I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm not even sure. But can you pair an Android no, phone you with can't. an iPhone, uh, an iWatch, an Apple watch? No, no, you can't. You can do it the other way. You can pair like a Samsung Tizen watch or a Wear OS with an iPhone and not have full, um, you know, usage, yeah, know usage, but you can get text messages, but not respond just like on a phone. I mean, I, I looked up this 3A. It's, it looks like a really cool phone. It's definitely a phone that I would definitely buy if, 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 if you I definitely want to try it out after, like, uh, like, most likely I'm keeping this phone. One of the really cool things I've ordered it before the 11th as well was they're giving you. You do have to wait, I think, six weeks to get this because it's only based on you keeping the phone. Uh, they do give you $150 credit in store, like on the Google Store, for purchasing the phone, which is awesome. Cause, did, like, you, did you get the white, black, or the purplish? No, nah, I got the black, black. Yeah, I'm weird. I kind of like this purplish color. I was thinking of the purplish or at least the white. I was just uh, at that point where it's like I get these other colors and then they get like a little stain on them and I'm all upset about it. But then the black shell scratches really easily. So I was kind of like... Yeah, what does it matter to you? You have your phones in cases like 90% of the time anyway. I do. Like you're do. you're not me. You put phones in cases. I don't no, 100%. put phones in cases. So that was one of the reasons I was I was okay getting this phone too, is getting that $150 credit. So, I mean, I even can... though these are budget phones, like they got pretty big screens. 5.6 for the smaller no, they got one, 6.0 for the bigger they're one. they're OLED screens. I heard they were doing some comparisons and they were saying these screens, even though... Uh, they're compared to their big brother. Some people are saying they like the screen better. Like I'm just going to ramble off some specs for people. I'll try to put it in the most simple way. It's got a 5.6 inch screen for the smaller version, 6.0 inch screen for the bigger one. It runs the latest Android 9.0 Pi. Um, it has a 12.2 megapixel, sorry, dual pixel camera. It has uh, a pretty decent processor. It's something called the Qualcomm Snapdragon 670. The Qualcomm Snapdragon 670 would be comparable to, if any remember, if anybody remembers, and probably not identical, but closer to the power of the 835 maybe. 
So I've seen no, some. No, like, one's, no one who listens to this is going to know <laughs> what the fuck that so means. So I've seen, well, except for maybe Mike from Power Cycle. Yeah. <laughs> So I've 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 heard some people actually like compare them and here here's I actually just started following a new channel. I'm just it's gonna put it's pretty fast for everybody. It's pretty else. fast because of software as well. But one thing I will say is like I was listening to this other channel and he was putting like a Pixel uh, 3A versus like a Samsung S10 and the S10 was like loading faster, right? Like w- like a second faster, right? And he's like, is this really? In, he's talking American dollars. Is this really eight hundred dollars worth more than this? But one thing he said is like putting them side by side, you notice it. But by using the phone one by one, you don't notice it. Yeah. It's, so like it's quick, it's speedy, it's snappy. Yeah. Right? Like, I just think this phone for a lot of people, for a lot of people, anybody, it's like, hey, does it work? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Is it Are cheap? You gonna, yes. Okay, good. All those. And, and what's really good about this phone, the 3A here is it's not only affordable, but 99%, if not 100% of those features you hear that coming out on Google phones, like call screening is going to be available on this device. Yeah, it's software. Why wouldn't it? What I'm saying is like you could have the highest spec Samsung and not have a feature that this person's getting on a budget phone. Yeah, but when it comes to Google's phones, they're going to want to have the same software experience across all phones. Of course, yeah. What I'm saying is like that's one of the selling points. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. But I mean, you're never, or at least I can predict right now, you're never going to see a day in which the two cheaper phones don't get a feature that the bigger phones get. Like, because they, the the hardware needed for most of the services that Google provides is not much because most of the processing happens on the server side, you know, and they, they can deal with it that way. I just want to run down a couple of more things. These things have four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. doesn't seem like they're expandable in any no, sort of so way. No, so budget phones, they are 64 gigs. They're not expandable, and that's where they sit at. Again, they're targeting a certain market here, right? They're yeah. going to they're gonna take things away. They want you to buy their more expensive flagship come uh, in, product, right? It comes in three colors. Yeah, I totally agree. It comes in three colors, clearly white, just black, and uh, purple-ish. Uh, it's got stereo speakers. Uh, I will make another no- really sorry. Another really cool feature to have in a budget phone. Yeah, uh, the stereo speakers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like uh, I will say, even though everyone's moving away from that, to be honest, because we want our full front of the screen to be screen, right? So unlike I was just about to note, unlike the other pixels, uh, maybe the XL, not much the other one, uh, the smaller one, uh, the. Th- 3A and the 3A XL don't have like a notch. They're not edge to edge screens. Um, well, the Pixel 3 has um, bezels. The 3, uh, the 3XL is the one with the notch. Yeah, so and, that's what I'm saying. Like they're not going for that approach with these phones. They're and and honestly, that's one thing I have to praise them for because as much as people love the whole notch thing it's it's kind of ridiculous that uh, let's and, be real i don't think people opinion. love the notch thing what i mean is like i don't get it how apple starts a trend they try to make a, a phone as much screen as possible almost bezel-less and and people just copy because apple starts a trend but now it's the whole punch trend right so it just it's it's refreshing to see a company say well don't get me wrong they did put a goddamn ugly bathtub shaped notch on their 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 highest premium phone, but they're still saying, listen, we still think there's a market for these phones with bezels on them. Uh, yeah, sorry, with, probably uh, definitely with is. And it, I agree, there is. Like, I'm not one of those people who's not going to like a phone because it's got chins on it. 
Yeah, and the sorry, and the last like notable thing is that it, it comes with a 18 watt USB C fast charger. So yeah, so they're saying in like half an hour or 15 minutes you can get like some crazy amount of power into that phone. Yeah, which is like the whole point of hey, we didn't put wireless charging, but hey, just plug it in for like 15 minutes and you've got like half a day of power or whatever it is. So like I think it's a really good amount of especially software because I think that's the biggest selling point is you're paying for pure Google software. If you want the experience, that's on a budget. That's how you get it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's how you like get that's it. that's their spiel, right? Like Google even at IO, which we'll talk about in just a sec, like a lot of what they show at IO is related to development, but a lot of the consumer facing features that they talk about is like AI changes to like you know, Google Lens and, you know, making right. assistants smarter and, you know, slowly introducing duplex for, you know, filling out forms online or something like that, you know. A lot of cool things, a lot of cool AI uh, integration coming into play. A lot of people getting upset now saying they don't really want to use the assistant and voice on their phone as much as Google thinks they, they should. But it's it's kind of the way it's going. Yeah, I mean, well, there's uh, huge privacy concerns there, right? We we talked about this but last Google's week. But Google's addressed that slightly. And don't get me wrong, you're it's, never going to be private. Yeah, it's never going to be private. Let's it's be real. It's never going to be private. And after last week's pod or last two weeks ago's podcast, where we spoke about privacy and Amazon listening to your you know conversations, like let let's be real, no one's going to trust a voice assistant fully, and and no. it's not. I know people think like the future is voice, but like even in my life, and again, my voice assistant is Siri, so that's not saying much, but um, like I, I barely, like I, I'm actually really impressed that one of the things that you want from a watch is the ability to ask it to turn off lights. Cause I barely, honestly, I barely ask Siri to turn on and off my lights. I, I believe you. And I was mind blown when you told me you don't even use it to text message people. I don't. I don't use and my watch it's just to text like, This is people. like my lifeline. I barely use my phone. I don't By the way, I like, figured out that issue and I fixed it. Yo, it's what, just blew what was my it? mind. Can, is it a quick answer? What was it? It is a quick answer. I just, well, I tried network uh, resetting. That didn't work. And I literally just turned off iMessage and turned it back on and it fixed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, really and yeah, like I, like for me, my watch has been like, it's my notification place. I, I get to see where my notifications are. It's where I, my, tra I track my activity actively. And like, I have, you know, how there's the complications on the screen. Like right. my complication in the top left is like, the home my home and so like i open my and home and, and it, i right. and i touch one of the things and either turns on or off my lights maybe like, maybe you're like the majority of the market and that's why i'm not getting what i want because i'm probably like that five percent yeah. that they're not targeting because like you're talking about hitting that app and and i've never used that app i always say like hey it's movie time or hey <clears throat> you know, turn off the bedroom lights or, or hey, turn on the bathroom lights or uh, hey, do this. Bow chicka wow wow. Yeah, like it's 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 hilarious, but I've I just that's the way I use my watch. You know what I mean? And it's like when I'm leaving home, I'm like, 
hey, you know, whether I'm using Siri or Google, I'm like, hey, uh, turn off all the lights. You know what I mean? And there are like features of setting it up where yeah, so automatically that, when I leave. Yeah, and that's the that, thing. Right? Like for me, I don't do that because as soon as I leave the house, my lights turn off. And here, I've, I've honestly, I agree with you in that sense. And even when I get home turning it on, I'll tell you my own issue with that. It doesn't work sometimes. A lot of the times I leave and the lights stay on and then i go to my ipad which is my home yeah. uh, hub and uh it's working fine but for some reason it didn't get the point to turn off the lights or it I, didn't get i'm the very point curious to, but sometimes I, if that's because your home hub is your ipad and not i an don't Apple know TV. i wonder because like sometimes i get home and once i'm in that radius of gps i get inside and i'm like oh the lights are on that's awesome you know like it it randomly happened and i'm super excited but i'm like weirded out because it doesn't happen majority of the time so yeah yeah uh, i, yeah, I used to do the thing where like i'll leave the house and then as soon as i get like a certain distance from the house i'll check my watch to see if the lights are still on and most of the time they're not on there's been the odd time where they're on and i just i you know just turn them off right remotely but imagine now that that has an issue working and then you're relying on this technology to also lock your door like with me, I use it to lock my door. So because I don't trust it 100% because it's left me hanging when it comes to the lights, I get notifications every time my door is unlocked or locked. And I'm telling you, that is super annoying uh, to get that many notifications. Like in the morning, we walk the dog. It's like door unlocked, door locked automatically. She comes back in, door unlocked, door locked automatically. We leave, door unlocked, door locked. You're talking like six notifications within the span of like 10 minutes on my watch. It's so annoying. And you could turn some of those off so they don't annoy you, but I just don't trust it enough to not get a notification to let me know that it locked the door because it does it with the lights sometimes. Yeah. But anyways, let's move on. Uh, back to what we were talking about. Google I.O. Google I.O. It's Google, Google, Google in the house. Google, Google, Google in the house. Google I.O. I was, uh, I was surprised some of the stuff. I was excited about some of the stuff that was announced. One of the biggest things. So what was your, what was your like most like top thing that, that you, that you're Two top things, about? I think. No, it can't be two top things. It has to it be is, one though. top thing and then one not so top thing. See, that's weird. I don't know what to, I I think. Um, <sighs> just all. This <laughs> I just stuff. like threw you for a fucking loop. You're like, I yeah, don't know. Don't I can't choose me. what my best version of something is. I just I just think all of it. To be honest, all of it was like super awesome, except for maybe the nest hardware stuff oh oh you don't care about nest hardware okay no and you know with that 150 dollars that i'll get from the phone maybe i'll buy a nest hardware product i don't know most likely but um i wasn't that excited about it i mean some of the stuff like if you want to go right into that they have the what is it called the the new uh tablet shaped boom uh, let me see what it's called the what the, like the home hub yeah it's not now they call it the nest home hub i have this all written down dude. yeah it's the nest home hub the nest boom home hub or something like that or max the nest home okay the nest hub max okay let's get right into that the next uh sorry uh, quick, home, quick quick the, quick one yeah if i visit your website and you auto play a video you can go fuck yourself who's that fucking cnet <laughs> garbage ass people any site, I don't care what site you are, whether I'm visiting for gaming, uh, tech information, if you start, if you feel the need 
to start auto-playing a video that I didn't want to fucking watch in the first place, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and now he's let it all out, people. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So Nest Hub Max is what it's called. So they're changing their whole line to Nest Hub now? Or Nest? Yeah, they're, all their home line stuff is just going to be Nest. They have the Nest products, so why don't they just brand everything right, home Right, they're going to brand Nest. everything Nest. So the Nest Hub Max to me is... What was their tablet called before? Just the Hub? Yeah, the Home Hub. The Google Home okay, Hub. Okay, so the Google Home Hub. This is basically a Google Home Hub put on top of a Google Max speaker. And with a Not camera. With a camera. Not physically. Like, you don't see... But that's what they're going for here. They've got, like, uh, uh, like a bass speaker on the back. Like, back-facing bass speaker. And it's really loud. So that's why I'm assuming they called it the Max. And then yeah. they called it the Hub because it is the Hub uh, tablet-shaped... Uh, thing there with the camera now so the camera is like remember we talked about this prior and i said why wouldn't they put a camera on it remember i'm like come on video calling like camera they should have put one on there yeah i don't know if you remember this conversation and it's like i told you they listen to the podcast man <laughs> they listen to the podcast and they're like mario my man you got a point out there we got to put a goddamn camera on it just like the amazon version we got to have some video calling. So they did. So they, they did it with uh, video calling with Google Duo, which uh, is cross-platform. So that's awesome, of course. Wait, I thought they killed that. No, Google Duo's alive, dude, and well. They just had like two is babies and they bought a new car. Wow. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, Google Duo is alive, dude, and well. And and what's really cool about this, this hub is that, um, of course, it lets you do everything else, but this camera has a lot of features like uh, it follows you around. So it has face like um, like it targets your face so that it zooms in and resumes out to always keep track of you, it tracks your face. There you go. Um, okay. It also, it can be used like a security nest camera. So when you leave, it could be used as like a security camera. So it That's pretty dope. Yeah, so it it realizes if there's movement or it could like uh see faces and all that. Uh, another really cool thing is that when you um come into a room, it has like um it recognizes your face versus let's say your partners or uh, another family member and it'll give you your info like how long to get to work, any appointments you have, it logs you in basically. Yeah. So that that's a really cool feature and and another thing they're doing because uh, they're all about privacy as well is they're giving you a way of locking out the camera. And this is the first time I've ever seen this. You lock out the camera and the mic with a physical... There are software ways of doing physical it. Physical switches, yeah. A physical switch, but it doesn't, like, cover the camera. From what they it say, It unplugs it from the board. Yeah, it unplugs it from the board. The mic and the camera are, like, power, I'm assuming, is cut off to them. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, the, there's something else that... The, like, I think the new, like, Mac MacBooks do that, too. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's how uh, that's that's it. Like, there's a lot of things. It's a Google Home with a screen on it. Yep. So think about all the things Google Home could do. Some of the things you listen to, but you wish you could visually see. Yeah. That's what it did before with the Home with the Hub, and now they're adding a camera to it to give you all these new features, like using it as a. I think that's a really cool thing, like using it as a security camera. And what they're saying is that this screen. So they they did a white border. And they're saying the reason they did this and because of the quality of the screen is that when this thing's sitting there, it looks like a picture. Like, yeah. Because they have that ambient um, ambient sensor on it yeah. for the coloring. And it really like, 
from what I understand from the reviews, it does a really good job, and this thing looks like it's a picture. That's pretty like cool. Like a picture frame. Yeah, so, you know, get I that out of the way. I wonder if we could use it as, like, a like a screensaver picture frame situation. I think you can. I think that's exactly how you can use it. Once you're not using it for a while, it just goes into, I'm assuming you set up whatever you want a background, whether it's flipping through pictures or just one picture. Yeah, I couldn't see why not. That'd be cool. Then again, I would expect to go into a Wear OS watch and say, hey, turn on the lights and... <laughs> it should <Yeah. laughs> you know what i mean so they've surprised me of not doing the most simplest things ever so uh i say yeah that's probably like the least thing i'm excited about i'm not into that yet i think i'd have to have like maybe someone like you or maybe someone like uh you know my mom or you know my dad purchase one of these and then maybe use it in that sense I don't think so yeah. much like, listen, people, I live 10 minutes away from work. <laughs> I don't need it to tell me what traffic's like because <laughs> it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I am one of those people who do not have schedules. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've never made a schedule. I don't have appointments. I, I just think when I see these like I mean, videos, you, could, you could use your calendar way more often than you probably do. I don't use it at all. So I could definitely use it more than I'm using like, it at the moment. Lately, I've been trying to plan everything that I do by putting it in my calendar but listen, because I tend I to forget about it. But there are people and you're right. I should do that because like someone the other day asked me to hang out and then I was like, I I have to be somewhere. And I said yes to them too, just because. But I just don't see myself as like, hey, let me pull out my phone and check my calendar. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like a... a well, it's not a business thing. It's just like, it hey... It seems like I, a business thing to it's me. It's not. It's totally not a business thing. We live not in a anymore. world... I think it used to be. Yeah. But these days, like, it's hard for us as human beings to remember everything we've promised to everybody. I, uh, 100%. Right? I totally agree. The last I thing you think... want to do is uh, talk to somebody and promise that you'll hang out with them a, a day like a saturday and then you've promised two other people that same thing and they don't know each other so it's not like you can say like hey let's all go to this place yeah i've got i think i've just got that stigma in my head of like only people who are working in an office or only people who are business people are keeping calendars and schedules my doctor keeps a calendar and schedule my teacher does but i don't you yeah. know what I mean? So like, it's maybe also good between like you and Amanda because like even when me 100%. and Sam, like it will t let Sam know that I have an event with my buddies upcoming, right? Like that I won't be available for something, right? Maybe that's why I don't have one. Amanda is like my physical, real life person calendar. I just call her up and I'm like, uh, "Do we have anything on this day?" Well, let me go into the calendar in my brain. Deed, deed. Yes, we do. But uh, I think that is maybe the. And next what if step. your I'm calendar died? Then what? Then, then what? Then hope. you have no calendar, bro. I'd hope that that's Start... backed up somewhere. <laughs> Her brain is like backed up to a server. Yeah, Google. Google's probably copied everything, anyways. Google Brainplex. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's let's move yeah, on. Yeah, start to using some of these a calendar. Things. Go ahead. I will start using the calendar actually. So there are some Google Lens updates, like you said, like. Um, translating some I think the coolest words. one is they did the thing where like translating words like they've been doing like forever you download the translate app you point the camera at a fucking thing and it will translate I guess it. now it's just all part of Google Lens yeah it's cool like it automatically detects what language it's seeing I just don't think that's impressive I think the impressive stuff is like 
hey, I can now point my phone at a menu while I'm at a restaurant. It will tell me what the most popular things are. And then I can click on those things and see what other people have to say about those dishes as well as pictures of it, right? Also, what were they saying? Like reading something out of a text and then like making it come to life? Like um, uh, how do you make this dish? And then like seeing a video on how to make that dish. Oh, like context type of stuff? Yeah, like looking at a medical thing and being like, oh, you know, this is the left part of the... And then they could like bring up like... Oh, they were showing like... the One of the examples was like muscle flexion, but that was more for like AR and search, not... No, but there was another one where it was like she was reading through something and it was like a a cook recipe and then it was like a video, like instantly on the page where she was taking a picture of was like a link to a video, uh, how to make that recipe. I, I didn't see that that demo. I just saw the demo of like... Right, because we both just used like the skimmed versions, and every skimmed version has like a different thing they think is important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was to show the idea of like, hey, you can point this at something, and like it will do something else, right? Right. So that's definitely some features that are now. I think the AR stuff is really cool, like being able to like look at shoes and then like say, uh, what do they look like on my feet, and then point the camera at your feet. I didn't see this. And like try them on, kind of thing, you know? Like they're that's really cool. Or like she looked up muscle flexion and then it showed a diagram of what a muscle flexion is. And then she put that into like physical space and and the diagram was animating like flexing your bicep muscle. But like without the skin, like just the bone and muscle, you know, structure. Right, right. No, I, I do remember seeing that, but I think it was just like a photo. So I, th- I think a lot of like the AR and the lens stuff is really cool. Um, that talking about that did you see their new live caption feature uh no i didn't so like i seen like it in text but i had didn't get a chance to read anything about it so their live caption feature would be uh you literally watching a video like any video that's online and i i think this actually would work for uh live that's why it would be called live i don't know if this i don't remember if this works while you're recording a video but it'll it'll put into captions what the person is saying so even if the video didn't have captions kind of like see i'm wondering if this is going to work as bad as google's automated captions uh google's uh youtube's where you just put on captions and it tries to understand what they're They're, saying they're getting better though like are they because like the way they show this like you're basically i don't know if you can do this now i'm trying to remember if this was just a video that you could go online so basically you click on the volume and underneath your volume um bar you'll have this other button and that is to turn on the live captions now i'm wondering if they showed an example of this working i can't remember now of this working while they're just like actually recording a video at the moment like imagine recording a live video turning this on and there's captions underneath what the people are saying i mean apple does that with the clips app do they yeah i didn't even know that i mean it's not that new like you can start recording a video and then it will turn everything you said into captions well it's new to them okay well google catch up um no so i didn't see any of the caption stuff but yeah so live captions is is, is a, a feature that they brought up in io um just one of the main things there too and i don't know if you saw this uh was just the assist being a lot smarter and especially with uh continuous questions did you see that demo i didn't i just saw the duplex demo so sorry the continuous questions would be like um hey google uh what's the weather outside and it would be like how long till i get to work and you're not saying the trigger word every time yeah you're Um, just continuing to have a conversation with the. you're continuing to have the conversation and then it would be like 
you know, text message uh, Derek. Uh, tell him I'll be here. Uh, give me directions to that location. Like, it just was a continuation. It was, like, working really well. I mean, demos usually work really well, right? But uh, I'd like to see how that works in the real world. So that was really cool. Yeah. No, that is really cool. But, you know, who's? Um, they're not the first person to do this. I, re- I remember... The the guys behind Siri went on to make another Siri, basically that was way smarter, had more context. Robin? And, no, it, Robin, it was it? it was called something else. I forget. Uh, Viva or Vivian or something like that. Samsung ended up buying them, basically. Um, and you could ask it like, "Hey, what's what's the weather going to be like at this point in time?" at this particular location and it, it will take the context that that entire sentence and like and tell you the answer and then you could follow it up with a question without without using the trigger word so it would just continue to listen to you um and it's cool it's cool that uh you know these are the types of features that google needs to implement in order for us to have more natural conversations with the ai in order to you know, leverage them more. Like right now, the reason why I think people don't leverage the AI as much is because you need to use that trigger word more than once. It just seems tedious, right? Like, I think for Siri, the most I do lately is just ask her, hey, like, what's the weather? And she'll tell me. And the odd time of, hey, turn off the lights or set the lights to blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, like, I don't... I also think Google thinks people use assistant i could be wrong for more than just like simple shit like what's the score or what what song am i listening to or you know i i don't think i feel like sometimes they give these complex examples of things that like look really cool but like i don't think people actually use it that way yeah no i i agree i then again a lot of these things are kind of like what we talked about the calendar where i think certain people are going to use them a lot and then some people just don't even care. Some people still use their, and I used to do this back in the day. Uh, some people still turn off all the Google uh, uh, services on their Android phones. Yeah. And just use their phones without any of the Google Assistant features, which is mind-blowing because that's one of the biggest selling points. But they're all about privacy. Well, I mean, about, I mean, talk to your old self. And how no, would you explain that to your old self? With like, me, With me, I just didn't. Okay, I was using Android in the time where data wasn't as big as it is now, if that makes any sense. Data wasn't like, and what I mean by that is mobile data. Mobile data wasn't something everyone had. It wasn't necessarily necessarily a must-have for phones yet. And this is like when Edge and 3G started coming out, 2G, 3G. It was still like, you know, I don't need data. When I connect to Wi-Fi, I'll use it. So... Why do I need this assistant all the time killing battery in the background? Yeah. If it doesn't do that much anyways. Then data became like a part of owning a smartphone. If you didn't own data, then you shouldn't have a smartphone. because Then you don't own sense. a smartphone, basically. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. So then it was like, now the assistant makes sense. Now it's tracking. Like, I remember at some point even talking to you about this and being like, oh, I turn off all the locations. And it's like, why do you do that? Well, I'm saving a bunch of battery because it's taking a whole history of my locations. Now I leave it on because I'm like, sometimes there are relevant things I want to know too based on the location where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm leaving that on because it's useful. And yes, it's it's that data is collected and, and especially with Google, that data is collected and it's sold. 
and it's used to uh, sell you things. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's kind of like the way it is. Like I'm just accustomed to that. Like I don't, I don't think it makes any other sense than to sell it. You know what I mean? Then you're collecting all that data. This is a data company. You know they're going to sell the data. That's what they do. Yeah, I, I don't know if that. Google I'm, sells it. I mean, they they do monetize it in some way, but I don't think they sell it directly to anybody. I don't think that, what I mean by sell it is I don't mean sell it to anybody, but sell it is like a selling point. Like, okay, we know this person hangs around here. We can target ads at them for this around here. So yeah, and that's, it to themselves that's, yeah, that's the what sense, they do, right? right? They monetize it in that way. Yeah, they do. <sighs> okay, that's what I mean. They monetize it. Uh, talking about security, though, Android is trying to come into, uh, you know, we do care about your security. And they're saying that a lot more of their um, their data is going to be on device that their their device. It's a lot of device learning. OK, it's going to be implemented now. And there's going to be a lot of new privacy features. One of them that actually seemed pretty cool yeah. was, um, and this will be in Android uh, Q, if I'm not wrong, is you being able to put your phone, not only in Android Q, I think you can actually do this in the Google settings if I'm not wrong. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. One of the new features is going to be in, in, in privacy, in settings, you're going to have a new incognito mode. Which allows you to... Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Right. So in the future, it's going to allow you to use it on uh, Maps, YouTube, and Chrome. So Google Maps will have incognito mode. YouTube will have incognito mode. And Chrome, which already has incognito mode, will continue to have incognito mode. So you'll go into your privacy settings and your Google settings, and you'll be able to turn on incognito mode. And while you're in this mode... Um, so from what I understand... Incognito mode doesn't mean they don't collect data. It just means it's anonymous. Okay, yeah. Uh, that, that I'm assuming because like we talked about yeah, this Yeah, incognito before. just doesn't save your local browser history. Right. I'm pretty sure it does save to like the Google It still history. does collect data, right? Yeah. So, so this is what they're saying. There's going to be a lot more, uh, uh, you know, local machine learning versus, you know, sending your data up to the cloud. Yeah, so basically what the iPhone does. Basically what the iPhone does on basically 99% of everything. Yeah. So that's that's so it's good cuz this will give to... Apple an idea of how to do it well and how to make assistant better like right? If because Apple's thing is like keeping everything local, right? And that's why Siri is like I would say not even close to as good as assistant could ever be, right? And all that, but stuff. a lot of that has to do with them wanting to keep everything local. Yeah, and I mean, device. if Google can figure out how to still make it good but make it local, then fuck, like it's possible. So Apple should be able to do it too, right? You know what I mean? They uh, also all the Pixel phone users out there are getting early access to Maps AR. I don't know if you've heard about this Google Maps AR. So Google Maps AR is going to allow you to. This do is the one where they give you AR directions. Right. So if you're if you're walking, and you're you know getting your directions through the app, usually you just see the little the little dot that walk that goes around the map. Now you'll have like full AR like arrows that will tell you exactly in what street to turn. That's pretty. And dope. you'll have that you'll have that freaking uh, icon, you know, where when you've reached your location, yeah. that little, like, backwards teardrop. Yeah, yeah. You'll have that right in front of, like, oh, depending Back, on how well it backwards works. Backwards teardrop, wow. <laughs> it's a location Whoa. pin, bro, Jesus. There you go, location <laughs> pin. It's a backwards teardrop. Or upside-down teardrop. This guy. 
Yeah, so it's funny because you like, said that, and I immediately knew what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so this would be right in front of like the store you're looking for, or the yeah. place you're looking for. So I think that's really cool. A lot of people were excited about that. One thing that dark it, mode, I, they're bringing dark mode to the queue. Yes, one thing I do want to hit off on first is they're finally bringing a feature that is like just your average feature on iOS. And I don't know why it hasn't been on Android. Again, one of those were like just makes sense. Um, okay. Location. They try to give you control over location. They're adding a lot of new privacy features, but they're finally adding a location feature that just makes sense. And it's been on iOS forever. When you open up an, up, an app on iOS, it gives you a feature. Uh, it gives you an option. Do you want to allow this? app to collect your location all the time or only when the app is on now people it makes sense that the only time you want this thing to collect your location unless it's an app that is based on like let's say with me i'd want my door my smart lock to always have my location so that when it knows when i get near that's the only reason i want that thing to always have my location but like when i open up facebook why would i want facebook to have my location all the time i just wanted to have my location when i turn it on Right. So that yeah. makes sense. And that's this cool. is a feature that's been on iOS forever. I mean, for a long time, at least. And they're finally bringing it to Android Q. And it just makes sense because some of these apps are draining your battery in the background. Yeah. Because they're collecting that data from your location. It's just like, why? Why should you be collecting? I do want this app to collect my, my data location because I need it. Like, here's an example. If I'm using Realtor, the app, and I want to look at local places, I only want it to look at lo local places when I open it up. I don't want it to be searching my local places all the time, trying getting my uh, my GPS location. You with me there? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> Apple's been doing this for forever, right? Like, Yeah, so like, I, I think that's uh, finally. Being like, able when to I heard set that your feature, apps to like, only when I'm using them is very Only when I'm key, using right? this app is when you should be It's not It's not only like key location. for privacy, but it's it's key for it's key for data, you know, because con it, those apps are constantly like pinging your location in the background, right? And and it's not a lot of data, don't get me wrong, like but it's kind of unnecessary for everyone for these apps to know exactly where you are at all times, even if you're uh, not using the app, right? Which if, if for those who don't know, if you don't know, there are apps that do that. And if you want in on iOS, go into the location settings and you can set certain apps to only when I'm using the app, allow when I'm using the app, right? Right. And that's that's kind of important for a lot of apps because... I've had apps that kind of abuse your location usage, you know. Don't which ignore is, those which little pop-ups. Devastating, which is devastating to your battery. Yeah, and don't don't ignore those pop-ups. Sometimes you'll set it to allow, and then a couple of weeks later, you'll get a little pop-up that says, hey, such, such and such app, even when you're not using it, you'll get the pop-up that says, hey, such and such app has been using your location. Do you still want this to happen? And if you say yes, because you want to, sure. But like, make right. sure that you set the settings right because you want them that way. I'm happy you brought that up on iOS. That's that's something else they're going to be bringing into Android Q is you're going to get notifications that apps are using the location in the background. And maybe you didn't know. And like you said, don't ignore it. There's a reason it's coming up. It thinks it's suspicious that it's using this location all the time. And maybe you haven't opened the app for a few weeks. So yeah, they're bringing that to Android Q as well. Dope. Uh, like we said before, some of these features that, you know, we think uh, we look at history as saying, 
iOS has always copied everything from Android. And now we're seeing a little bit of Android picking up things from iOS. And that's the way it's actually always been. It's never been just one-sided. Yeah. So um, an- another thing just going into privacy is they're giving you a lot more privacy control of activity, location, histories in your settings. They're bringing up the privacy settings up to the top of the list on the menu, on the settings menu. So like it's one of the main things they're they're really trying to get people uh, more informed in and, and giving you more options and more control over your privacy. They're also allowing you to now select something called auto delete where they're automatically deleting history and other info. And we've heard about this prior to the IO event. Yeah. Uh, with even like location on Google Maps and everything, like how long will it keep your, you know, your recent location? And you can set like a limit and then a time to when it auto deletes all your info, right? Like your voice snippets and all that, right? So yeah. this is something. This is something good. You know, they're paying attention. People care about their privacy, and they understand that someone like Google, you know, is a data company, and this is how they thrive. So they're gonna collect data but maybe you just want a little bit more control on how much data and when your data you know is deleted yeah i think that's important i think that's a good feature it's good for google to come out i think it will help with the trust you know so Uh, having clear control of your data is really important in today's days so so uh, as you were saying before android q has got a lot of few update a lot of cool updates coming out for me the most exciting thing and the reason i'm getting the pixel 3a is their new gesture UI. So it literally, <laughs> to me, is like... They copied iPhone. the iPhone, bro. Yeah, it's, it's like not special. IPhone. It's not special. I just, I'm excited about it. Because Who gives a fuck? Let's move on. They copied <laughs> the iPhone. That's all you They've can say. They've got the single bar, no more back button at the bottom. It's literally the floating bar like like iOS. They they saw OnePlus do it and they're like, hey, if they can do it, we can do it too. So that's the thing. I don't know if you've, if you've actually she- uh, seen the UI, but... Um, Remember how I told you OnePlus's answer to the back button was swiping on one of the edges at the bottom? Okay, yeah. So the way um, the Android Q Beta 3 that came out works is you swipe at the edge of the screen and that's your new back button. So kind of like the way we go back on an iPhone, except that this is literally the You're back swiping button. towards the edge or from the edge into the From the, phone? the edge t- into the phone. But here's the weird wow. thing. Wow. <laughs> <Here's> oh the- <laughs> my God. <laughs> Congratulations! You're in the 21st century. But it is it is like a back button though. For all like, the fucking in- haters out there who are gonna be mad at my reaction, iPhone has had this since the iPhone 6. So go I, suck a dick. I do think it's it's implemented a little differently. Probably, in my opinion, implemented better on iOS. But um, the way it works there is, you know, on an, and for on some an reason, iPhone, the fucking Android phones still don't have reachability. Just doesn't make any sense. No, well, they do if it's custom OSs like Samsung. We're not talking about custom OSs. We're talking. Yeah, about- I agree with you. They, I don't know why they don't have a reachability feature built-in stock without having to somehow hack your freaking um, OS yeah. and, and, you know. Um, anyways, Sorry, I, I do agree with you. I thought about that, you know, when I was picking out the XL versus the 3A or the 3A XL. I was just like, since I don't have reachability, I don't need a huge phone. You know what I mean? So um, I agree with you on that. I do 100% agree with you why they don't have reachability well, yet. Well, these changes really help with how big screens are. Like I, you know, They do, 100%. For, for a company who's been, you know, the software on f- gigantic phones forever, you'd think this would have happened earlier. 
Right. You know I, I, I mean? 100% agree with you. I don't know why it's not baked into And I get I get it. OS. Maybe it's because the back button was always at the bottom in the first place and there was never really a need for it, but like for real. Like Yeah. So the way let me just uh, this gesture, the weird thing about it is you swipe from the outside of the bezel into the inside of the screen and that's your back button and from the the previews I saw there's like actually a little like back button icon that pops up. Now they're saying that developers a lot of them they have like a, a tray where you swipe in from the edge of the screen and there's a tray that pops up like a menu okay so the way they're gonna have to work it is like they're gonna have an option whereas in swiping uh once would be like the tray and then swipe again would be the back button right i would do the opposite um, i would say swipe once is back and swipe twice is the tray but if you swipe once and you go back how are you gonna swipe again for the tray if you've already gone back. Oh, no. They could do something. That doesn't have to be a swipe. Uh, the other thing is, like, um, the way the back button swipe gesture works is you swipe from the left uh, in and it goes back. You swipe in from the right in and it goes back. Unlike an iPhone where it would go forward and back, almost like scrolling. This is literally a back button. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you so can swipe from the right, it goes back? It goes back, forward. yeah. Not forward, oh, right? Like I okay, said, guys, <laughs> we're waiting for Android fucking Z in order to see what fucking swiping the other way. Will I'll go let forward. you know. I'll let you know how it works out uh, once I Jesus Christ. once I get the device. But uh, another thing they're doing is like to get into recents. I think it was different because they were showing the gesture to get into your recents. You have to. Bro, it's like if you want to go back, swipe this way. If you want to go back on your back. <laughs> swipe this way <laughs> so so continue into your recents you still have like the bar at the bottom where you could swipe on the bar and it kind of goes through all the apps yeah um i think that's why they don't have a, well no that doesn't make any sense they're Anyways, not doing the like swipe up halfway and they are oh, okay. you are exactly doing what apple does swipe up halfway then go right and that brings you into your recents as well in the same fashion that apple does so but they still have a recents button though it's not a recents button. That that bar at the bottom, you could literally just scroll with your finger over it and it'll just oh, flip through all your apps. I see what thing. you're saying. Or you swipe up to the right and it'll show them all kind of zoomed in at this point. Whereas in your first swiping down there, it's just flipping through them. So if let's say you're on Facebook and then your next app, previous app was like um, Amazon, you slip down there and it'll just flip to Amazon. It won't like shrink and show you all of them, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, I, you know what? That's kind of a gesture that I barely use. I, no, I, I use it quite often. The swipe up and I don't go to the right, but like, I swipe I, I, up. Go, I go to the multitasker, but just the, hey, if you swipe the bar at the bottom and it will switch between apps, like I barely I don't think Apple has that. that. They do. It does? Yes. No, digas me. It does. Pick up your phone right now and do it. You lie. I swear to God, this is not a... So if I'm in an app... Yeah, swipe the bar on the bottom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is what you mean, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's literally the same thing. Just okay. maybe the animation is different. Maybe that's what confuzzled me. The so, no, I did not know the iPhone does that, really. <laughs> I did not know the iPhone does that. Uh, oh no, I I knew it does that. It just I'd never use it. So like it's something that's not on like the forefront of my mind. I never use it, bro. Okay, so one of the things I'm really excited about, uh, you know, now Welcome to the Pixel Refresh months. podcast where we discover how <laughs> to use our own phones. <laughs> we finding out new things every day, people. <laughs> one of the really thing one of the things I'm really excited about is the upcoming 
update, which is supposed to be this summer, to Android Auto. Oh, yeah. Is this the driving mode thing that you're excited about? No, no. You are talking. Sorry. You're talking. I did not even bring that up. And that was Google's assist driving mode. Google Assistant's driving mode where you say to Google, hey, let's drive. And it goes into a, a mode where it puts relevant suggestions on the screen. So like contacts you contact most often, uh, directions to bookmarked points, favorite contacts. Uh, it announces calls and you can you can reject them all by voice. Like a lot of it is voice controlled to keep your, your concentration on the road. Yes, that's Google Assistant driving mode. And it is activated by saying, hey, Google, let's drive coming to a Google phone near you. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that is not what I'm talking about, but I'm happy you reminded me of that. That's something that was also announced. And it's focused on keeping you concentrated on the road, which is very important because I still see people text messaging on their phones. People, are you serious? 2019, you're still texting on your goddamn phones while you're driving. People are fucking dangerous, bro. Yeah. That's people it. People are just messed up. But I'm talking about Android Auto. Android, that that horribly designed, arranged piece of garbage that I've talked about in the past that's bothered me so much. Android Auto. You remember me talking about how this thing would warn me every five seconds to keep my eyes on the road? Yeah, but then you said in the past they, they kind of fixed they that, they but still, it. the UI is is not great. So they fixed it. They made it look so much better. It 100% looks more like Apple CarPlay now. Really? <laughs> it does. <laughs> They've so made it look like Apple CarPlay. So now, like uh, prior to like get to your apps, was kind of confuzzling. There's kind of a lot of like menus and buttons to get. Now they just have like an app drawer, just like when you go into the Apple CarPlay and you hit that home button yeah. at the bottom left. Now they have a button at the bottom left <laughs> and you hit that button and you go to your app drawer where all the apps are laid out just like they are on Apple CarPlay. And then they have your most recent on top or your most used on top. Just like they do in the app drawer on your phone. And okay. then on the bottom, they have something with, they, they think they call it a widget. And it has like controls to, let's say, the music you're listening to or whatever. It's just a lot better. I seen a live preview for a few seconds and I was already like, okay, that makes sense. It makes so much more sense than the now official uh, auto Android Auto app that's out there. That's so anybody dope. who uses Android Auto... Look forward to the update coming this summer. I was actually trying to find online if I could get this like APK, like a beta APK, but I can't find anything on it because I'd love to test this thing out. It looks so much more user friendly yeah. than the the way they have it set up now. The way they have it set up now is just horrible, in my opinion, compared to Apple uh, CarPlay, which is so simple that that's the way you should be using your car. Uh, infotainment system is in a simple way not confusing not all over the place simple to keep your attention on the road mario sometimes it takes like five tries to get it right and sometimes <laughs> it takes 10 so sometimes it takes apple doing it apple first, you know apple then... i mean even apple carplay is, n is never it's not perfect right like no ca uh, apple carplay let me tell you people apple carplay in my opinion it works fine. Apple Music with its integration of Apple CarPlay is garbage. It's garbage. I'm still having all the same issues I had with Apple Car uh, Apple CarPlay and my Apple Music that I had before to the point where I'm not even using Apple Music anymore. 
I'm using Spotify because I can't handle the problems that I have with Apple Music on CarPlay. And it literally is their own app. On CarPlay? And I'm having this what are you talking about on CarPlay? You have issues when on I, CarPlay? On Apple CarPlay. Yes. I, when I when I go into my car, and I've told you about this issue I've had before, and I thought it was being on a beta, but now I've been on stock. I've never gone to a beta again. It does not load my goddamn library. I will go into my music and it'll just like give me like I have nothing on my phone. The only way to fix this is to unplug my phone and plug it back in and hope to God that another time I'm plugging it back in, it shows up my library this time. And I then feel like it'll you do, get you get like the shittiest of situations because I've <laughs> never experienced this in my life. You don't use it as much as I do, though. I drive with Sam every fucking weekend. Yeah, I use it. Okay, but I use this on an everyday basis. Yeah, but doesn't mean that like we should, should have very similar experiences like shouldn't be that but i had different. this here's the weird thing i had this experience when i owned the mazda and an aftermarket head unit and then i've had it on my new vehicle so i know it can't be both of these head units are like either not updated or slow it's got to be that it's got some issue where it does this i'll plug it in the last song i was playing i could start it up and then i'll go into like a list that has one song and then I'll start that song and then go to another list that has like four songs. It'll only show up one song. And then I'll go to like downloaded music and I'll go to like songs. And then I have no songs. I'll go to playlists. I have no playlists. I'll go to albums. I have no albums. And then I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And then I'll be like, hey, what the hell can I do? I unplug the phone. I plug it back in. I'm trying to drive at the time. So this is hard to do. I plug it back in and there's a 50-50 chance it's either going to show all my music or it's not. And sometimes it it won't show anything. You wait like 10 seconds, everything pops up and I'm like, oh, it's just having trouble loading. I just want it way too fast because my library's big maybe. But there's times yeah. I wait like three minutes and nothing shows up. And it's like a small playlist like with 15 songs and nothing shows up. The only way to do it is go into my phone, go into multitasking, turn off the goddamn Apple Music, unplug it from the phone, plug it back in because sometimes even unplugging and plugging it in it won't show up i have to turn off apple music it's never once did this to me on spotify never once i have a massive library on spotify i download every playlist because i didn't want to go well, through i mean the this is what happens when you choose the garbage platform <laughs> this is what happens bro apple music you I'm choose sorry. the garbage one spotify then apple music is mad and then this is what happens. i never had spotify i literally got like one of those you've life... been you've been taken off the family fucking spotify <laughs> user i you know how much it kills me to go to spotify and not have all my playlists oh sure it does bro it kills me man i yeah. hate it with a passion but for some reason I cannot get, and I still have all my Apple uh, CarPlay library in there because there's many times on my watch, I just listen to my Apple CarPlay because I have like certain um, playlists that I have one like for certain moments. So like when I'm feeling like it's a Friday, you know what I mean? I got that playlist for Friday and I got that play. But man, it kills me in the car, man. It kills me. I have to use Spotify in the car. I have no option. That's why I have like all my driving music on Spotify because it's like, come on. Let's get this working, Apple. I've had this problem for over a year now of like having issues with you loading the freaking music. And then I had the Apple Watch issue, which was an easy fix, but took me forever. I reset my watch. 
And I like I don't know why I would have any iMessage issues only on my watch and not on my phone if it was like an iMessage turn off and on situation. Yeah. Unless this is like a, a like small fix and it's going to end up going back to the same thing. I have no idea. Sometimes. And that's just to show you that no platform's perfect. I get it. And I'm not upset with Apple. It's just like CarPlay works well. But the main thing I use on CarPlay, which is not listening to podcasts or um, whatever that radio app is called, um, Heart Radio, it's not that. It's my Apple Music. That's literally why I have it. Or I would just use Bluetooth because Bluetooth doesn't give me any issues. But I like Apple CarPlay because it's easier to find all my music, my artists. And this bothers me, especially when I have like a guest in my vehicle. Like the other day driving my brother home, I'm like, you have to listen to this new Logic and Eminem song. You have to. And it's that's a great the song. Only, that's, it's an amazing song. That's the only song I have in there from Logic because I've reset my phone recently. That's the only song. And I went to uh, Artists. I went to Downloaded Music, Artists. Logic was there. I hit Logic. I went to, uh, to his songs and there's nothing in there. And it's just one song to load. Yeah. One song. And what I have to tell my brother, please just go into my Apple Music on the phone and actually click on that song. And then it'll start playing on CarPlay. But it still won't show me on my library that's there. That is really odd. It is. But hey, listen, we're not here to complain about Apple. We're not here to complain about iOS. We're here to complain about both of them, Apple and Google. You're still not perfect. Get your shit together. Let's make this right. Apple. Start copying some really good have, features from Google. Google, ha, start copying some really good features from Apple. <laughs> have we missed anything? Because we're 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 running. Yeah, yeah. No, wrong. I think I think we've I think we've hit everything on. I think we we hit on everything. I mean, if and even if anything, we did it, it doesn't matter because Android's garbage. <laughs> Android's the best. No, seriously, yo, Android. I can't wait to get my three A. Uh, again, I'm used to a very premium phone. So this is going to be very entertaining. And how I'm going to figure out how to um, provide an alternative to my watch. This is going to be entertaining as well. You're not going to. Let's be real. An alternative. Not a replacement, but an alternative for the time that I want to try out the Pixel 3a i just i want to try out the beta i want to see how these gestures work i want to see if they make sense if they don't i want to see the new dark mode um i want to try to see if there's any of these new uh assistant features on there period because i i did heard we are i did hear we are getting um the duplex in canada as a beta aren't we only on the pixels I think so. I think so. So I'd like to test that out too. There's a lot of things I'm excited to test out, especially uh, AI-wise. So uh, I'll definitely keep everyone updated on that. Watch situation? No, people. Two brand new watches bought. Two brand new watches being returned. Why? Because there is no supplement for perfection. And the Apple Watch right now is in the perfection. realm of smartwatch is, is perfection. I agree. That is the truth. That's the great, that's, and I that's just a great a way to end the show. Room. Yes. <laughs> it's a great Apple way. Watch I just got a text message from my wife, too. I guess get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right, guys. Yes, Apple Watch is, is in the smart realm world. Perfection. Perfection. It's perfect. It is literally perfect. The assistant doesn't have to do much he on said, a smart watch. He said it, not me. The assistant um, does not have to do much. I don't need the assistant to wipe my ass or, or tell me how to get to... Um, you know, fucking bum Idaho within three minutes. I need the assistant to turn on and off my lights to send a text message. I need to be able to play my music, skip tracks, control my volume, check the weather, and it does all that correctly and easily 
and I don't have to get no million third-party apps to do it. Perfection. Word. Out. Drop the mic. Right? Just, just... Boom, boom. It's dropped. <laughs> uh, okay, this has been another episode of Pixel Refresh. If you uh, like the show, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with a friend. Uh, feel free to ask us questions on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pixelrefresh. I have been your host, Marco Rodriguez. I've been joined by none other than the Android-loving Mario Amaral. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. God damn, I think I fucking broke my laptop. Shouldn't have dropped a goddamn.